Now for Rider Rides with your host, Ted Kettler. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Here with another edition of Rider Rides, and that motorcycle you just heard belongs to this gentleman here, all the way from sunny Southern California, Mr. Stacy Trotter. Stacy, welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Thank you. It's good to be here, Ted. I am glad you came in. Now, you would be the first. Uh, well, I mean, we've had a couple non-Harley people on here, and that's great. I encourage everybody to submit. However, you are the first Honda guy. Uh-huh. That's great. I'm glad to be the first. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you tell us what bike you own? So I own a Honda 2001 Goldwing, also known as the GL1800. Wow, it's a beautiful bike. Thank you. It really is a good-looking bike, and it's very yellow. It is very yellow, and I know one of the uh, subsequent questions is going to be, what's the color? And I just love to tell you it's called Hot Rod Yellow. Hot and Rod Yellow. It. Hot Rod Yellow, that's what Honda called it. It's paint code Y130P, <laughs> um, but it's Hot Rod Yellow, and I just love the yellow. And, and if you're looking at that picture, some of those pictures I so- sent you, I... Um, I wasn't happy, happy is the wrong word, I wasn't satisfied with an, as much yellow as the stock bike comes with, and so I painted the lower cowl, the dash, the rims, and a couple other, um, the hand grip, the, the grips, I got uh, and ISO uh, grips, and I painted those yellow, and I painted a couple other side panels yellow so I could have as much yellow as possible. Uh, I'm not going to say you overdid it with the yellow, but you, you got yellow on your bike. There's, there's a couple more things I want to get yellow, but my wife has uh, stopped me. Well, let me ask you this. Rot- can you yes. get yellow wheel? Can you get yellow walls for your tires? <laughs> you know what? Come to think of it, yes, you can. Because it's I, not I, the same yellow. It's not the same. Oh, yellow. it's not. I don't. I, it's oh. kind of like with you. It, I've looked at trying to getting a yellow matching suit or jacket, and it's not the same yellow. And I just, I don't want to get a different yellow. Uh, aren't you just kind of like? Aren't you just kind of like you know? picking fly shit out of the pepper that, at that point when you're not your yeah. your yellows aren't quite the same i i, I mean <laughs> i don't i well yeah. i i see what I, you're saying okay i get i guess so but i just i like i like the yellow and to me i, I can't have too much but but i'm a purist i wanted to color match you know what it's interesting though because i I've, I've seen a couple different pictures of this particular bike in yellow and they all look different from year to year did they change the color in 01, 02, 05, and 10 was the same yellow. Those were the four years that they made the yellow. And then, of course, they made the yellow in um, 76. And that was the only other year. 76 was the first the first year they did yellow. And then they never did yellow again until 01 and 02 and then 05 in 2010. Because it looks a little darker, and maybe that's just the way the lighting is, but it looks a little darker in some of the other bikes that I've seen. I think it's just, I just think it's the, the reflection or the, or the light because it is the same color. It's the same paint coat. I just noticed you have yellow wheels. Yes, that's what I was saying. I also painted the wheels yellow. I'm, to me, that's the, the second most proud um, color alteration I've made on my bike. 
It's really, it really is a good looking bike. It's very, like I said, it's yellow, but you know, it's a really good looking bike. Why don't you see if you can get, and I'm sure you could, uh, get the um, get the heads yellow. Yeah. You, you can, and I've looked into that. If you look closely at the pictures I painted, where it says GL eighteen hundred, yeah, I painted I see. that little indent in yellow, and I kind of <laughs> like the way that pops. Yeah. And I've looked at it, most people that have painted the heads yellow. Um, it fades real quickly, yeah. and if you powder, you have to powder coat it to get it to last, and then the powder coating isn't the same yellow. Oh, it's not. Oh, so okay. That, yeah, I, like I said, I'm a little yellow purist, and I want it to all be. If it can't match, I don't want to do it. Now, I, I, I'm looking at these pictures. I noticed you've had a couple dogs on your bike. <laughs> yes. Now, do they so travel I, with you? They they do on day rides. I have, I can't remember exactly which pictures I have, but I used to have two beagles, and mm-hmm. they rode with me for many, many miles, many thousands of miles. I currently have a, a year and almost two-year-old uh, German Shepherd that rides with me. She's only about 50, 45, 50 pounds, and she rides with me when my wife's not riding with me. And she's probably a better, not probably, she's a better passenger than the Beagles. The Beagles were just excited to, um, well, they were almost too excited, and they would be, they would almost want to jump off at stoplights, whereas the German Shepherd is a lot more well-behaved, and, and she rides with me, and she's just happy to be with me. And I've actually done an iron butt with her. Oh, no and kidding. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah, and she, you know, you have to plan it a little differently. I always call you, you have to call, make a little more... Uh, the stops have to be planned around rest areas with the dog-friendly areas, but it's it's very doable. I mean, it is doable. I've done it. So, but yes. So I have ridden with. I have a used to have two beagles, but now now I have a, a German Shepherd that rides with me. Now, do you, obviously, it's a large dog. But on one, one of your pictures you showed, it looks like there's like a very large pet bag on on your back seat. Is that where the dog goes, or does the dog just sit on the back seat? So I made a platform. If you saw the picture of the oh, dog yeah, on the back of the bike, there's I made a platform. It basically goes from grab rail to grab rail, handrail to handrail, and it um, to give the dogs a little bit more room that they can move around. And then when I'm by myself, or especially when I'm doing an iron butt, I have a, a spare gas tank, an auxiliary gas tank that I put on the back seat. So if you're looking at one of the pictures with the red duffel bag, that's actually a gas tank inside that duffel bag. Oh, really? So you've surrounded yourself with fuel. <laughs> well, if you if you I have found if you want to be a successful iron butter, you have to have especially on a gold wing, you have to have an auxiliary gas tank. Well, let me ask it you this: is, with that auxiliary gas tank and the tank that comes with the gold wing, how many gallons are you carrying? Um, Eleven point six. And you can pretty much do the entire iron butt with that, right? No, the Goldwing actually, probably one of the Achilles heels of the Goldwing is it only gets about 38 miles to the gallon. No kidding. Of course, yeah, of course, Honda claims it's getting 40, 42, but that's if you're driving the speed limit. So I find that I can go, with my auxiliary tank, I can go about three, I, I, I bank on 350 miles between gas stops. But without the auxiliary, it's, I'm lucky to get 200. No really? That's, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow, I, I would have, I would, would I would expect a lot more than that. You would have thought that Honda would have made the ultimate touring machine that would go 300 miles on a gas tank. Yeah, I really would have thought so. I that's that's there's there's I love my Goldwing and I love Goldwings, but there's 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 a small handful of things that I, I wish Honda would have done better, and that's one of them. Wow. But I I talk to a lot of other Goldwing riders that they're happy with a 200 mile range. 
And so, and those that drive the speed limit can get 225 miles to. And we to all day. drive the speed limit, right? Well, yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty funny. So, uh, why did you choose this bike? Well, you know, there's a there's a long funny story behind that. I'll try to give the Cliff Notes version. Oh, I remember when tell. I was 15 years old, my father was a, a, all of my dad's life was a motorcyclist. And I remember in, I think it was 1977, yeah, it was 1977, going on the, riding on the back of my dad's motorcycle. He was a CX-500, and we, he said, let's go down to the Honda dealer and look at these new gold wings. And I think I was, I'm 50 now, and I'm trying to do the math. I think it was probably eight or nine. And I, and I went down, and, and I quickly wanted to run over and look at the dirt bikes and how big of a bike could I get and still hold it up and, you know, 60 seconds later, I was bored, and I went over to my dad, and he's looking at these gold wings, and, and I'm like, Dad, that's a, that's a car. It's so big, and it's, you know, and it's so bulky, yeah. and, and I'm like, where's the, and then, of course, I open up the gas tank, and it's not a gas tank. That was, the Honda was the first production bike that didn't have a gas tank. It was actually, the gas tank was down in the frame and had a fuel pump, first production bike with a fuel pump. And I just said, where's the gas tank? And he's like, well, it's actually down below, and there's a fuel pump. And I said, a fuel pump on a motorcycle? And I looked down, and I said, where's the chain? And he's like, well, it actually has a drive shaft. And I said, a drive shaft on a motorcycle? Unbelievable. And, 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 and I looked, and I said, there's a radiator. And he's like, yeah, it's liquid-cooled. And I said, it's a radiator on a motorcycle? That's a car. So fast forward 15, 20 years, my dad was getting, you know, I, I, I said out loud, at that age, and then when I turned 16 and I could, I got my first motorcycle. I said, "I will never own a Goldwing." Nah. It's an old man. I, I said, "It will never own a Goldwing." It's an old man's motorcycle. And so, fast forward, I'm probably 21, 22. My dad was getting a new Goldwing, and of course, he had an old 150,000 mile. I think it is an 86, 87. 84. It was an 84 to GL 1200, so it was a 1200 Aspen Cade Goldwing. And, and of course, they were going to give him like two grand for it as a trade in. And he's like, well, I'm just going to keep it, and you can ride it whenever you want to ride with me. And well, I ended up riding with him a, a lot, and I just fell in love with the bike. Uh-huh. And I, I put probably 50,000 miles on that bike. And, and I remember um, saying, well, it's not my bike, it's my dad's bike. I had a sport bike, and I would ride my sport bike to my dad's house and then get on his his second Goldwing and ride with him, and we'd go on long day rides or multi-day rides. And oh, that's so awesome, fast, man. Yeah, so fast forward another 10 years, I had 180,000 miles on the bike. And Real, that's it, impressive. And it, and it died. Well, it died. It, it got to the point where I didn't want to, you know, we, we decided we didn't want to repair it or we didn't repair it. So, right. My dad said, "Okay, well, let's let's go out and buy another one." And I remember thinking, "I don't, I, I'm not an old man. I was 29 years old. I don't want to buy a Goldwing." And my dad said, "Well, I'll, we'll find a good used one, and we'll buy another one, and then you can so you can ride with me." And so he bought a second Goldwing again. And fast forward another 10 years. Uh, fortunately, I got in an accident. The bike was totaled. I literally walked away. So I was very fortunate. The insurance said. You know, here's the value of the bike, and my dad just handed me the check and said, "Here, go replace it." And I remember thinking, "I can't buy a Goldwing. I'm not an old man." <laughs> and I, I, but I, I just so loved the Goldwing. It was so fun. I could eat the miles, and I loved riding with my dad. And, yeah. and so I went out and I actually bought a Goldwing. 
Um, then when that bike wore out, um, I bought the bike that I currently have now, the Big Bird. The so, so you probably so, or might might be the only person in the world who has worn out a Goldwing. Well, worn out is a relative term. I mean, I, it wasn't. I probably could have not could have. I it, there. It was. It could have been repaired. It should, it, you know, but it was. It was at the point where it was. You know, fifteen years old or, or yeah. so, and twenty. And I wanted, and I and I had, in '01, I had I had gone to a Goldwing rally. And they were, and that 01 was when they came out with the 1800. The, the 1500 was 91 to 19, to, or to 2000. And then in the December of 2000, um, this is long before the internet or email, I came home from work and there on my answer machine was a message at Goldwing Road, uh, GWRA, the Goldwing, um, Meet, chapter meeting tomorrow. A Honda rep's going to be there with the, the new GL1800 everybody had been talking about. And we got there, and they raffled off two test drives. And and it was a yellow one, by the way. <laughs> and so I I was one of the ones that won the raffle. And I I fell in love with it. It was so powerful. It ABS brakes, and, and I just fell in love with it. And I remember thinking, and I almost said out loud, I can't want this bike. It's an old man's bike. But I remember wanting it. So fast forward, and here's tr- coming to the answer of your question. Fast forward. So that was 2000. In 2010, my dad's second Goldwing that he bought for me died. Well, it died is a relative term. It was a 1200, and the stator, when the stator goes out, you have to pull the engine to change the stator. And I had had 180,000 miles on that bike, and I decided, well, I don't want to you know, I don't want to do that. I'm just going to sell it to the junkyard, and I'm going to go out and buy you an 1800 a, that I've always wanted. You had 180,000 so miles on that bike? Yes. So wow. then, yeah, and that was an 86, 1200. So then in 2010, I bought this, the bike that I picture, sent you the pictures of, the 01 GL eighteen hundred and and then, and then just fell in love with that bike. Just absolutely loved it. It's it's the best bike I've ever owned. Um, I want to say it's the best Goldwing because the new two thousand eighteen Goldwings are just just awesome. But they're you know twenty eight thousand and I currently have two hundred and thirty eight thousand miles on this bike. Really? And, yes. Now I, I I'm getting the impression that this is your only form of transportation. Well, yes and no. I um, so just in all honesty, I bought. Like I said, I bought it in two thousand ten, and it had one hundred and three thousand. So hold it. Wait, I, you bought I, it with one hundred and three thousand? I bought it with one hundred and three thousand in two thousand and ten, and I've put. And I'm the odometer just turned two thirty eight last weekend. That is absolutely amazing. I'm looking to get well, rid of my you. truck when I hit one hundred and twenty thousand miles. That's, that's well, just. Wow! In, in the in the Goldwing circles, we say that a Goldwing is good for about three hundred. Three hundred is when you got to really start looking at it. Time time to retire it. Hundred and fifty to two hundred is when you need to start doing some major. Major is the wrong word. You need to start doing some things like change the drive shaft, change the final drive, change the alternator. Um, there's come kind of some benchmark one fifty to two hundred thousand mile preventative maintenance things that you have to do, and I've done those. And so I'm I'm planning on running it to 300 or 350, and then getting an 18. Wow, 
what 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 else have you worn? Yeah, I, I imagine you've worn the seat out a couple times already. Um, I'm on my second seat. <laughs> <laughs> but to answer your so. question about to answer your question about it's my only transportation. No, I'm actually a salesman and I have a company van, um, and I actually drive that Monday through Friday. And this is literally my weekend bike, but it is not uncommon for me to do a thousand miles in a weekend. Um, or this last week, I, I had to, I had to drive to. Well, I didn't have to drive the company at a company meeting in Nashville. And so I opted to ride my bike to Nashville, and so that's 2,100 miles each way. And then while I was there, I said, well, I'm never going to get closer than to this than to Deal's Gap or to Tale of the Dragon. So I took an extra day and rode over to Tale of the Dragon. Oh, my God. So I really? did, it was five over 5,000 miles in eight days with a three-day meeting in the middle. Wow. Now, did your wife ride with you? Well, she does not do those long rides. She does ride with me at least once or twice a month when we'll, we'll do a couple hundred mile ride in a day. That She's told me 200 miles is the most she'll do, she likes to do in a day. So, Saffron, when you say you're going out for a thousand mile weekly and she just kind of like waves you off, go, go. Exactly. She waves me on and says, have fun and I'll be here for, for I'll have dinner ready when you get home. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You, you, you're, you're, you've impressed me greatly. That's just absolutely amazing to you, dude. And you have, so that kind of like answers my other question I was about to ask you is uh, how many miles does the bike have on it? So you're, you're 200 and what? 38,000. 238,000 miles. That is, yep. I can't tell you how many, that's so impressive. So why don't you well, give us you know, a, you, well, well, go ahead. You I'm say sorry. that, you say that, but when I, when I, in the gold, in the Goldwing circles, when you go around and hang around with other Goldwing people, People wear their mileage or their odometer on their chest like a badge of honor, and it, 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 I am on the low end of the high mile Goldwing people. Really, I, I, I have run across many people that are three hundred plus. I, I don't want to say a lot of people, but I mean, when you go to a Goldwing rally or you go to what we call Wingding or Americade, it's it's not uncommon to see Goldwings with three hundred or more. I just I was just met a guy that had got to a half a million miles, and he didn't want to retire it, but a, uh, a Honda dealer offered him a flat trade for a brand new bike just so they could put it on display. That really, that's amazing. That is absolutely and, amazing. And yeah, I don't know if I'll get to. I actually, I do know I won't get a five hundred. I I'll, I'm going to want a new bike. Well, come on now, don't be don't be negative about that. You, you know you can. <laughs> Well, I me, can well, the way I the way yeah. I drive. I could get there for sure. Now, do you have you been to America? You've been to Americade, right? Actually, I never have. Uh, it, what it, the way, my work that my work always has a work meeting the same time as Americade, and I never have got to go. Well, you're just going to have to call in dead that week. I, I that, there you go. That's a good suggestion. I've been to Americade twice, and both times. Um, Everybody thinks uh, when you say you're going to Americade, the first thing everybody thinks that you know you're just going just to be nothing but Harleys there, and that's so far from the truth. But uh, I, there are far more Gold Wings there at that rally than there is anything else. I think I've heard that. I've heard that. And I've read that. I've seen the pictures. I've talked to people, and they've said there's over fifty percent are Gold Wings. Yeah. In fact, I mean, there was we met uh, my me and brothers. We met a guy who was from Hawaii. And he had ridden, because his bike had Hawaii plates on it, and he had ridden from Hawaii. Naturally, he had the bike shipped uh, over to California, but he had ridden that entire distance just to attend um, uh, Americade. So it's, I, I don't doubt that you guys are a little nuts, 
uh, and put on those miles like that. <laughs> well, you're proud of it. Yeah. It's okay. That's cool. So what you I, I am, and I I love it. And I, you know, when I have a custom seat, I went to um, one of these custom seat makers where they it sounds weird, but you, they go in and they mold your butt, and and it's, it makes a world of difference. I'm I'm, and um, it you know it, it makes those miles a lot more comfortable. I can imagine. So. So why don't you give us some little details about it, like the the, well, we, the tank size. We already went over that briefly. Yeah, seat height, weight, engine, transmission, things like that. So the um, the seat height is actually the stock height, which is 29 or it's either 29 or 30. Um, the, according to the specs of Honda, it's uh, 800 dry. I think it's close. My bike's closer to 900 with all the accessories I've put on it. Um, we got talked about the color. What other? Um, what size engine is that? Is that the 1800? Oh, it's a, it's. It's actually 1832, nice. 1832 cc's. It's a, what they call a flat six. It's a six-cylinder. Mm-hmm. It's a five-speed manual transmission. And really? You know, early, yeah, and I'd earlier said about there's just like two or three things that I, I just scratch my head with Honda, and it's like, why don't you have a six-speed on this? Yeah, that's the first thing that bike. pops in my head. Why isn't there a six-speed in there? That's I read crazy. A really, I read a really good article from the engineers on Honda, and they said that the reason they didn't do the six-speed was that the number one complaint on the, the previous model Goldwing was that the roll-on acceleration, you know, when you're cruising at 65 and you want to, you know, you want to roll on the throttle and accelerate to 70 or 80 to pass somebody, that roll-on acceleration was very slow. Oh, so okay. they, they thought if we, keep, if we keep people closer to the power band and revving higher, the roll-on, the roll-on acceleration will be quicker. I personally don't agree with that, you know, philosophy, for that implementation, but that's what it is. And so, so when I'm cruising at 70, I'm, I'm revving at about 3000 RPMs and, um, you know, is there any, but at that, at that, uh, at that speed, uh, is there any torque left if you need to pass somebody? Well, that's the thing. There's tons of torque. The, the Goldwing is just, just torques like a tractor. I mean, it just torque. I mean, all the way up to a hundred, it just it, in fifth gear, there's plenty of torque. I mean, you just you just turn on the throttle, and there's plenty of torque. So I think that's your answer why they didn't want to go to a six gear because if that happened, your torque would go away. Yes, that's why. That's why. But but when you when you want to set that cruise control at seventy five and it's revving at thirty five hundred miles and thirty five hundred, you just like I wish it was revving at twenty seven hundred and it wish there was or twenty eight hundred if there was a six gear, you know, and then I could downshift to pass somebody. But so be it. That's, yeah, that's wow. what they did. Have you made uh, any modifications to the bike? Well, I think I got a bigger, taller windshield. I with the custom seat. I added an auxiliary gas tank. I added a bunch of accessories yellow. I did the aftermarket suspension. I did Traxian um, suspension, front and rear. Um, and that's a, my that's a, that's my probably my third thing on the list. Of, I just racked, I scratched my head with Honda. I, I've, from 75 to 2000. And 18, I think every Honda stock Goldwing suspension has been completely inadequate. And um, I remember my first Goldwing that I inherited from my dad. First thing I did was replace the suspension. I felt the stock suspension was bad. My dad had the 1500, and he always complained about the suspension, but he didn't never changed it. And and then uh, the first thing I did when I got my Goldwing in, in 10, 2010 was change the change the suspension. So I changed the suspension, um, painted the wheels, painted 
bunch of other accessories, yellow. Um, trying to think what else I did. Uh, the auxiliary tank. Um, it added some extra lights, lower lights, fog lights. Well, that's um, the thing with the, with you uh, Goldwing guys. It, you like your lights. You do like your lights. Light. I added lights all over the place. I replaced all of the bulbs all with LEDs so they'd be brighter and last longer and draw less electricity. And um, Did you put an LED color pack on there? I have not done that. I don't. Well, oh, I, the, it funny, would be all yellow. My, it would be all yellow. My, there you go. My funniest LED accessory, and I sure hope all of my friends that I ride with end up listening to this. I'll send them a link once you post it, is... I put LED strips down each arm of my jacket. I saw I that. Plug, you did see that. Yes. Okay. And I plug in my jacket when I ride, and so they, when I hit the turn signals, the, the, the corresponding arm lights up and flashes <laughs> when, I, when I turn. you got to tell and me how I you did that. <laughs> well, I just actually I just went on to LED. You know, I did a search for LED strips, and I found it, and I... I, I attached them to my jacket with epoxy and I sew and, and, and needle and thread, to, and then I uh, just got the wiring diagram and found the the, wire, the turn signal wires and <laughs> wired a plug in and plugged it in. I, I, I think to me that's probably one of the well one of the top two or three things accessories I've done to the to the bike. And, <laughs> that's and, actually and pretty. I don't cool. know. I don't know from a safety standpoint how great that is, but it's I, I think from a well, look. I mean, first of all, you got, you got two things. You got two things going for you right away. First of all, it's a big bike. Secondly, yes. it's bright yellow. If you can't, if who's not going to see that? Now, the fact that you've added lights on your jacket. Well, nothing says "Here I am" like a lighted jacket. There right? you go. Yeah. Oh wow, that's actually <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. So tell me, what do you li- what do you like most about the bike? It is smooth and will go forever. It just, it just, it never ceases to amaze me. I, I was just thinking about as I as I was turning, like two hundred thirty seven thousand this last weekend in the middle of my trip, and I was just cruising down the road. And I was just thinking, this thing just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes, and it's so smooth. Now I would say a lot of people that look at a Goldwing and they think, oh, it's nine hundred pounds and it's intimidating, and they're going to be honest with you, zero to five miles an hour. It is intimidating. You have to concentrate. You have to focus. You can't just put your foot down to hold it up. You have to. I mean, you can if you're a big and strong guy, but if you're not, you have to focus on how am I going to execute this slow turn? How am I going to execute getting in and out of traffic so I don't have to put my foot down? But and once you get past, once you're six miles an hour or up, the thing is like a hot knife through butter. It's just so smooth, and and it's it's it, it shifts smooth. It, got tons of torque tons of power i mean there's times that if, if you don't look at the speedometer and you're just trying to keep up with traffic it you go in 85 90 miles an hour and you just feel like you could get out and push faster because it's so smooth wow and to me that's the greatest thing about the bike i love it it's so smooth and i don't like loud motorcycles and well i was about stock. to i was about to get to that part extremely quiet it's very quiet the stock the stock um, exhaust is very quiet. All of my friends I ride with, and all my, especially all my Harley friends that I ride with, they call it a sewing machine, and or a washing machine. And I always quick to correct them and say it's not that loud. <laughs> very true. I I remember being at um, Americade, 
and we were sitting on our bike, sitting there, and my bike was off, and a Goldwing pulled up right next to me. And I looked and at it. I didn't even know it was on. And I didn't even and know. Didn't even I, know I, I thought on. I thought he coasted up next to me. And then he, he, he looked. We look, I looked at him and started looking at the bike. And then he just pulled away. I was like, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. I've, I almost for for a brief moment I thought that was that electric. And then I really no, I just no. That, that's a Goldwing. So I, and, and I love that about the Goldwing. And so I, I love that the clutch is smooth, the acceleration is smooth, the torque, the torque band is just almost infinite. I mean, just from 1,000 RPMs all the way up to 6,000, it's just it's just smooth as silk. It's just it's it's almost there's almost that is the power band 1,000 to 6,000 RPMs. It's just beautiful. That's amazing, and that's what I love the most about it. And it's just smooth. And I love to get out on the road. I love curb, I love the curvy roads, but I also I just love to do long trips. And I don't think there's any other better motorcycle suited to long trips. Um, you know, thousand mile days, multi day trips than the Goldwing. And there's no better, in my opinion, there's no better, and in my wife's opinion as well, there's no better two-up motorcycle than the Honda Goldwing. I can, I can, I can totally believe that. I, I see a lot of, a lot of uh, husband and wife teams uh, cruising around on Goldwings. My, my funniest story is I was considering, as far as looking at a new bike, when BMW came out with the new K1600 GTL, yeah. I, I, I was, I, I we, you know, I said, my wife and I were on a ride, and I said, hey, let's pull over to the, the BMW dealer. And, and I went in, and, 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 and I said, hey, let's go look at the new GTL. They had just come out. And, you know, I had just turned, like, I think 200,000 miles. And I said, you know, and, and, anyway, and so the, the salesmen, you know, and, and I mean this in a good way. They're like the drug dealers. They're like, let me give you some samples <laughs> so you can try. Yeah. They say, hey, let me get you the keys so you can go for a test drive. And I said, hey, the first test drive is I want my wife on the sit on the back. And in the showroom, she got on the back seat and she said, "Oh no, this isn't as good as the Goldwing." And I looked to her, and I, I looked at the salesman. And I said, "Look, if Mama's not happy, I'm, I ain't even going to consider buying it." <laughs> so I, I didn't even take it for a test drive just because she was not happy with the she wasn't happy with the back seat. Wow, that's well, that, yeah. that says a lot. That says a lot about well, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, although I would say I'm not a small guy and my wife is not, you know, a a hundred pound petite woman. And so the stock suspension is, is terrible for two up. Well, uh, what kind of, what kind of travel does the stock suspension have? Oh, you know, I don't even know. I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. I don't. Well, I I know the stock Harley has about three inches and that's not a lot. So I have to imagine it's got at least a little bit more than that. Yeah, I'd have to look. I'd have to Google that to find out what that what the what the travel is. I don't know. Have you had a chance um, to drive the, the ride the new Goldwing? You know, I did. Oh. I absolutely did. I was. I went up to um, up in Monterey oh, six months ago, five months ago. I signed up on CycleWorld.com, and they did a thing. And if you signed up and you I was able to go up there and, and do a test drive, and um, it's more power. Um, I got to test drive the DCT, which is their the dual clutch transmission, which is the automatic, and it's just smooth as silk. It's just awesome. Seven-speed automatic transmission, and it's just was just awesome. That must be weird, not shifting. It, it was weird. I grabbed the clutch so many times, and I put my left foot toward to shift so many times, and there's no lever there. There's no clutch lever, and there's no gear shift lever. 
Um, it, but it shifts so smooth, you don't even know it's shifting. I remember it, it was one of the coolest test drives. They just basically said, you got 20 minutes, um, come back in one piece. And I got out on the highway, and I remember pulling over to a complete stop, and I just said, I made sure nobody was coming, and I just, and I just opened up the throttle, and I felt the front end type trying to come up, and I felt it, it, the, the traction control kicking in and, and releasing the, the throttle so the front end wouldn't come up. And I remember not look, I said, I'm not going to look at the speedometer. I'm not going to look at the gear shift indicator. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it. And I remember thinking, okay, I, and I got to the place where I'm as fast as I feel comfortable, but it hasn't shifted. I can't believe I'm going so fast in first gear. And I looked down and I was doing 70 in fourth gear. <laughs> and I never felt, and I never felt it shift. Wow. And I was just like, and I was in love with it. That all said, the stock suspension sucked. It really did. Yeah. And wow. I remember thinking, I, I'm 225 pounds, and I thought, there's no way I could, this stock suspension would handle me and my wife and luggage at the same time. And Traxian has already made an aftermarket, um, and I know I'm mispronouncing that, but I always see, I'm sure you're familiar with Traxian, but it's with two X's. And at any rate, they make aftermarket suspension for every right. type of motorcycle, and I think they'd make the best one for the Goldwing, and they've already made one for the 18, for the 2018. And I and I said, as soon as I get an eighteen, I'm gonna have the day one. I'm gonna have to upgrade the suspension. You're not gonna get an eighteen. Eventually, I will. Uh, Probably well, not. Um, for, yeah. Well, you're you're gonna ride probably, this this one you have now. You're gonna hit that five hundred k mark, and then they're gonna you, give you the eighteen. See. I appreciate that challenge, Ted. I have to say, I really do because I, I I've challenged myself to hit three hundred, but I I might challenge myself to five hundred. That might be good. Then you might get a new bike out of it. You never know. What's the what's the there longest you know. ride you've done on this bike? So I'll, I'll start. I'll say I, I right after I got the bike, I, I remember talking to a friend and saying, "This bike is so comfortable. I feel like I could ride forever." And that's what got me into the Iron Butt um, thing. I, I went on IronButt.com and I found and I went. You know, me and a friend went and did an Iron uh, Saddle Sore One Thousand and and thought that was the greatest challenge and then three months later i said i'm gonna let's go do the the bun burner 1524 <laughs> hours and then and then and then i said you know let's do we gotta do 2002 two days and, and he said oh no let's do coast to coast and and so i i i had to be this is you're gonna laugh at this remember i live in southern california i live in orange county right. i had to be in uh, cleveland ohio for a business trip on labor day weekend and i said let's do a coast to coast and when we get to the coast, you know, the Atlantic coast, then I'll, you drive home and I'll drive to my meeting in Cleveland. So, he, long story, he had a, uh, his bike broke down and so he wasn't able to finish. But so the, long, the answer to your question is I drove coast to coast and then I went and I visited my brother in Virginia and then I went to Cleveland and I stayed there for three days and then I drove home. So, that was six thousand miles in seven days with a three day break in the middle. Man, oh man, you're my freaking motorcycle hero, man. <laughs> then, then after that, I did coast to coast to coast, which is Pacific Coast, Atlantic Coast to Pacific Coast, and the goal is to do it in a hundred hours. But I did it in ninety four hours. Ah, right, beautiful. Then, uh, yeah, and then. I can't remember if I before that or after that I did border to border to border in three days, 
And my next challenge that I've, I've set for myself, well, of course, I did just this last week, I did the, uh, it wasn't documented, but it was basically 5,000 in seven days with the three-day break in the middle. But my next challenge is I want to do um, four corners, which is the four corners of the lower 48. Sure. Uh, um, ten tens, which is 10 days, 10,000 miles. Um, and 48 and 10, which is touch all 48 of the lower contiguous, contiguous United States in 10 days. So I want to, and I've already mapped it out and planned it out. And so it's going to do three things all in 10 days. It's going to be four corners, 10 tens, and 48 and 10 all in 10 days. Um, and, I, and I figured I can, if I, if I, if I play hooky and leave early on a Friday, I can do it from Friday to Sunday midnight and be back to work on Monday. I can do it in a one-week vacation. <laughs> you know what that's, you need to do, though? Now, listen, Stace. This is what you need to do. You do ahead. know that the Iron Butt Rally is 11 days, 11,000 miles. And that and that is on my bucket list. The Iron Butt Rally is on my, my, my lifelong bucket list. I, I, I so want to do that so bad. Um, I, I don't see a reason why you can't. I mean, if you're going to do 10,000 in 10 days, well, what's another 1,000 miles? Yes, I want. Yes, <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm. I'm right there with you. It's just you know, getting into the rally is so hard nowadays. About a thousand people enter, and it's on a raffle. Oh, it is. Only, I didn't know that. They only they only pull a hundred people, and um, there's a qualification. If if you qualify with certain rallies, then you get like if you do the butt um, butt light. Uh, the Iron Butt rallies every other year, and Butt Light is done on the other on the off years. And if you, I think it's the first two or first three places on Butt Light, then you're guaranteed a spot in the Iron Butt rally. And then there's a certain points criteria they use. If you do a certain a certain number of rallies and get a certain number of points, then you're, you're guaranteed a spot on the Iron Butt rally. So, so what you uh, talk? What, what's a Butt Light? Butt Light is is. The the best way the Cliff Notes version is it's the Iron Butt Rally at at half throttle, and it's 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 half the distance, half the time, and it's um, so you're doing 5,500 miles in whatever in in, in seven days or something okay, like that, well, and it's well, something like that, and it's 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 less competitive, it's more. Um, it's it's not as hardcore. Right. Um. It's still very challenging. I mean, you're still having to average oh. like I think seven fifty or eight hundred dollars miles a day. Well, for you, that's kind of like a going. That's like going out for milk. That yes, exactly. And so I've been wanting to do the. I, I my I would love, but I would love to do the butt light, and it just seems like every time for the last five years I've been wanting to try to register for it, and and life just gets in the way. Got grandkids coming. I got business meetings. I got customers to deal with then of course i've got my wife wanting to go on vacation me going on vacation with her and not taking my vacation time to go on a motorcycle trip by myself <laughs> and so those challenges get in you know life gets in the way of, course, of those yeah. things well hey that's to be expected so uh we know what color it is uh so now what you when I, I have to one of my questions i was going to ask you is how does what type of riding you do and how does it perform, but there's no need to really ask those questions because it's obvious we know what kind of riding you do and we know how it performs now. It's actually fantastic. But the question I am going to ask you is, do you work for Honda? I do not. Okay. I Believe it or not, believe it or not, I sell custom wheelchairs. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Wow. It, it is. It's, it's a very rewarding, very um, 
Uh, I love it. I've been doing it now for almost 18 years, and um, it, it, I, I, I change people's lives. I take people that have unfortunately found themselves in, they're no longer going to walk, and they're, they're going to spend the rest of their life in a wheelchair, and I come to them and I, I provide, help them with a custom wheelchair that fits their body like a, like a prosthetic, and it, and it helps them become independent, and uh, it, it's super rewarding, and, 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 and speaking somewhat selfishly, it's very financially profitable for myself, so uh, I like it, and I like it, and I get paid well, and, well, and so that's what I do for a living. It's very admirable. I think it is. Well, thank you. Have you, uh, you. Now, you say you're doing custom wheelchairs. Have you done a yellow one yet? Oh, my company make we, we custom paint, we custom paint wheelchairs, and we'll paint, we have like 23 stock colors, and one of them is uh, what we call sunny yellow, and it's very, very close to the Honda Hot Rod yellow, and I am always trying to talk people into that yellow, and it is one of the, the, the least ordered colors <laughs> well you know and why because I, there isn't a big bird sticker on it anywhere that's right and i just i always um i i when i'm when i'm when i'm working with people and, and they're trying to pick the color and i always say now you can either get flat black you can get carbon fiber you can get green you can get red you can get blue and i said or if you really want to stand out you can get sunny yellow and and they're like i don't want to stand out i want fl- the most common color in custom wheelchairs is uh, either flat black or what we call wet black, Ew. which is a gloss black. Kind of, and I and I, and I look at and I just I shake my head and I go I I, I am able bodied I walk obviously so I I, I I don't understand what it's like being I mean I've been doing this for eighteen years I understand in the sense I've been having a lot of experience but most people in a custom wheelchair they want to blend in they don't want to cause they don't want to draw attention to themselves. And I and I'm looking at them from the Goldwing perspective. I want to be seen. I want you to see me. I want to be yellow. Well, I want you, to here's be what you got to do. This is, here here is your problem. You're not showing them a picture of your Goldwing. I do every time. Do you really? I and pull, they still I say pull it no. Up on my phone and nobody picks it. Ah. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be known. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a stereo on that bike? Oh, I have AM, FM, CD, iPod. Um, yes. Can you hear? It? I guess you can hear it when you're doing 70 miles an hour. I can. I have a full face helmet. I have a headset. And oh, the other modification I did is oh the O1 to 12. No, actually the O1 to 17 did not have built in Bluetooth. I added a Bluetooth oh, adapter. Oh, really? There you go. Yeah. So I can I can talk on the cell phone. And there's sometimes when I'm actually kind of playing hooky out riding, and I'll take customer phone calls, and nobody knows I'm actually. On my motorcycle when I take a call. What headset do you use? I have a JNM. JNM wired headset. I, I have find that never I, heard of that. JNM was the original wired headset. They actually made the OEM Honda, the OEM Yamaha, and the OEM in Kawasaki. And I don't know about BMW or anybody else, but it's um, they specialized. They started as a wired. A headset company, mm-hmm. and I don't remember how many years ago that when everybody started going with the Cenas and the Bluetooth, they came up with their own Bluetooth option. And the, the distance and time that I drive, my Bluetooth a Bluetooth would, battery would always be dead. So I prefer wired, and so that's why I stick with the J and M. Now that's wired that's wired into the bike itself, right? Correct. So there's a wire going from the bike to the helmet. Oh, okay, okay, I see. Wow. Yeah, you, you you've seen that before. I mean. 
up until probably three or four years ago, that was the standard, hmm. was the wired headset. What about GPS? Oh, yeah. I added a Garmin GPS to my bike. Which one well. are you using? I use the Garmin 390. Oh, that's what I got. I love the tire pressure monitor. Do you have the tire pressure monitor? No, I can't use it on my bike because of the way... I don't know how your bike is laid out, but obviously it's different than mine. But I can't put anything on the end of my valve stem because it'll get ripped off as it passes the, the oh. fork. Well, I'll tell you a funny side, a funny story on that 390. You know, it's waterproof, and I always wondered how waterproof it was. And one time I, I went into a – was on a long trip, and I took the, the GPS out, and I put it in the pocket of my jacket, and I uh, <laughs> I got home – and my jacket was so filthy, I put it in the wash, and I forgot to take the GPS oh. out. <laughs> it, got, it came out of the wash, and the GPS still worked. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, there you go. And the, well, that, that puts my mind at ease a little bit. But you know, I, I kind of like, like the 390. It, it's lacking a couple features, but for the most part, I, it's, been, it's, can, it's been reliable. I like it. I, I have, my only complaint on the 390 is I wish that the screen was two or three inches bigger. Yeah. And you know what? I did notice what, there was one other feature that I think need, needed to be. I, I think they corrected that with the next, the 520, the 525, I think it is, or 550. I can't remember. 590, 595. 595, right. Is that their curvy roads feature doesn't actually give you. It's terrible. It doesn't really give you curvy roads, really. Yeah. It just gives you a road. It, you know, it could be anything. Yeah. But um, so tell me, why should somebody get the Honda Goldwing? And I can only imagine how this is going to go. <laughs> My rec, if you want to do more than going to the grocery store or going on a 10, 20 mile ride, if you want to do, if you want to ride 100 miles or more, if that's your ride, the Goldwing is the best bike. And I would, I would say that don't get intimidated about the slow maneuvering. Get the Goldwing, go to a parking lot, maybe take a safety course, make a, take a handling course. I've, I've taken two or three of them. And, and, and learn how to handle the bike at zero to five miles an hour. And once you master zero to five miles an hour, it is the absolute best bike. In my opinion, for, for distance driving, it is the best bike in the world. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's quiet, it's smooth, it's wonderful power band and um and just learn how to learn how to control the zero to five miles an hour and then you'll be fine and and then also practice laying it down get go go to the parking lot and come to a complete stop and lay it down and practice picking it up i was going to ask you that have you ever dropped it oh dozens of times (laughs) how do you pick up that behemoth well, you know, if you Google and YouTube are a wonderful thing. If you just Google how to pick up a bike, and um, there's, it, it, it's you, you use your legs. No, you of get course, in, you yeah. grab, you grab the. There's a handle on the on the side of the rear seat. You grab the one handle on the rear seat. One handle. You, you start on the downside of the bike. You grab the handle. You grab the handlebar, and you use your legs, and you stand it up. And um, and, and I would, I like I said, I would, I would advocate practicing it by yourself. Because when you when you drop it in a parking lot, especially if your wife's on the back and you drop it in a parking lot, it, it's your, you, that's not the time to do to lift it up for the first time. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Practice it, and then in the Goldwing, when it, the crash bars on the front and the back are designed 
um, that to take all of the blow. So it doesn't rest on the head. It doesn't rest on the saddlebags. It rests on the cat crash bars, and they're um, it's it, and you can just pick it right up. All right, it, well that's great. fantastic, man. I you know you you seem like you're super stoked with the bike, and uh, I I'm I'm very impressed with everything that you've done um, with that thing. It's just amazing. So the challenge here now, Stacy, your challenge is five hundred thousand miles. Oh, uh, that is I your will, challenge. I am throwing at you now. I will accept that challenge, Ted. Okay, all right. I'm going to keep after you. All right. Well, there's one question that you haven't asked me yet that I know if, if my friends have gotten this far into the podcast will will be laughing their heads off. All right. You always ask, what is the what is your um, nickname or what is your handle or, or what? I think okay. Yeah. Like what what is, what is your biker nickname? Biker nickname. Well, it's funny you say that because I call myself wing leader. I have probably a half a dozen guys that I ride with on a regular basis, and most of them are on Harleys. I am always leading. None of them are good at route planning or stopping or leading. And so I am all, I mean, I mean, Ted, I am always, I don't think there's, in the last five years, there's been a ride that I haven't been the leader. I I feel your pain, man. I feel your pain. I'm always the leader. So I call myself wing leader. However, all of my Harley friends call me wing nut. (laughs) Well, that's so. I I, I I embrace both names, and I uh, to Matt and Gunslinger that are out there listening to this. I uh, I embrace Wingnut, but know that I always I will always refer to myself as Wing Leader. Well, you know, Wingnut uh, has a great logo uh, design possible for that. So uh, I don't know, Big Bird Wingnut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stacey, listen, I want to thank you very much for joining me here on Rider Rides and telling us about your goal wing. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure, Ted. Absolutely. Ride safe. And remember, 500,000 miles. I'm going to keep watching you. Very good. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to this segment of Rider Rides here on the Motorcycle Man Podcast. If you would like to be featured with your motorcycle, all you got to do is go to the Motorcycle Man website at MotorcycleMen.us, go to the guests page, fill out the form, and submit. When selected, all you have to do is provide me with some pictures and an MP3 audio file of your motorcycle, and then we'll get you on the show. That's it, boys and girls. Thank you very much for listening. And remember, we say stupid crap so you don't have to.